which player surprised us most during the first day of the NFL Combine? And are there some potential Cowboys targets out there uh, from the Thursday testing? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network, your on. team every day. Locked, locked On. Locked, locked, locked On. Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, the first day of on-the-field drills have wrapped up in Indianapolis. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great. You know, it was it was great watching uh, uh, all the drills and kind of get back into the combine. I love the combine. I love watching it. Uh, you know, even if there's not always a ton to get out of it from every single group, it's just fun to watch these guys move around and, and together and just kind of as a unit. And between, you know, combine events, I'm battling off Bills fans who apparently <laughs> didn't listen to the podcast yesterday and no. were co- continually hitting us up about the fact that we mentioned uh, – Stefan Diggs's name. So in honor of all those Bills fans who uh, were mad at a thumbnail and but didn't listen to the podcast to uh, have this figure out exactly what we were talking about, I'm wearing my uh, Super Bowl 28 uh, uh, T-shirt <laughs> in which the Dallas Cowboys, just a quick reminder, the Dallas Cowboys defeated the Buffalo Bills 30-13. to This was the year after they defeated yep. the uh, Bills in the Super Bowl 52-17. Yeah. to So just, uh, just a quick reminder. I am I am friends with a lot of Bills fans. I went to a Bills game last year, and Bills uh, fans, they love jumping off trucks and on tables just as much as they love jumping to conclusions. So it's not surprising. <laughs> At all, so uh, let's uh, let's talk about the the combine a little bit later, and let's get to some questions because today is uh, Friday. It's question day. Uh, first mm-hmm. question from Cowboy Due Diligence. He wants to know: Are there any players so far from the combine who have made you more interested in for the Cowboys? Yeah, I mean, this is this is an interesting question because it's kind of a, a little bit about what you anticipated and what you thought about the players beforehand and, and, and how much needle moving is done by the on-field athletics. Yeah. So far, we've done, uh, you know, defensive line, edge, edge and linebackers, and those are all very, you know, athletically heavy positions to be sure. But I would also say that, you know, 40 times for, for defensive tackles – you know, you get some information out of the 10, you get some information out of the 10 for the edge guys as well. I think the 40 times certainly matter and, and linebacker, I think it matters as well. So I think it's a lot of just kind of checking boxes here, yeah. right? Like making sure that thresholds are met and making sure that like there isn't anything just completely out of whack with what you see either on film or with an expectation based on, you know, the kind of athleticism of that player. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think really the only thing that kind of, the things that moved the needle is is like for me when I see a player kind of in a different means than I, I guess I normally would. And, sure. and I think for the guy that I that really kind of opened my eyes and I'm sure you're going to talk about the other one here in a second, but uh, was Benton from Wisconsin. Keanu the defensive Benton. tackle. Yep. I think part of the reason I've struggled with him at times is that, I, you know, he keeps and you watch the tape and he's playing nose tackle and, and you keep kind of getting sold with him as a nose tackle. But you watch and you go look at him and he weighs in. And he weighs in, I think, at 309 pounds, if I'm not Six mistaken. Four, 309, yep. You know, and, and, 
And that to me, yeah, 34 inch arms, like that to me reads like a guy who, you know, and again, I told, I understand the game. I understand that people lose weight to run faster. I understand all that. But I, I think if you're talking about a guy who's closer to that 309 to let's say 315 range, I'm talking, I think that that's more of a guy that you can play as a three technique with his explosiveness. And I think that that fits his skill set better, especially what we saw at the senior bowl versus what he's being projected to as a nose tackle. Lots of people talking about it. I, I think the, the, the parts of being a nose tackle, uh, the main parts of what you do as a nose tackle, taking on double teams, uh, you know, just stuffing run plays in the middle of the defense. I think that's actually where Bitten kind of struggles a little bit. I think it's the get off and in the penetration stuff that he's actually better at. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that that's you know, the, the combine, kind of showed me that he can be that kind of athlete. It's not just a case where there's a mismatched skill set with a, with a very athletic body. Uh, he tested like at the 85th percentile among defensive tackles, which is very good. Um, but I will be honest. I don't wonder if Neville Gallimore has just scared me away from all these up the field penetrating defensive tackles that run mm. fast 40 times because Man, that's great if you can get up the field, but it's still, can you take on double teams? Can you be a factor in the run game? And if you're not, what are you? Yeah, I think the, I think the difference here for me is that it's, it's how you're viewing it, right? It's the eyes of the beholder, right? Like if I'm viewing Benton as a guy whose job it is almost exclusively to take on double teams, I don't like the way he takes on double teams. I, I agree. But it, but if we're talking about someone who will occasionally have to take on double teams, much like Gallimore or some of these other more penetrating defense tackles, I like his chances, his odds there, you know, doing it occasionally as opposed to making it his full-time job. If that can, can I ask you another, about another defensive Please. tackle? Um, yeah. Kalijah Kansi. Now, we only saw him do a little bit yesterday. But to me, kind of one of the big winners from Thursday for the fact that not only was he over six foot, that's yep, exactly six foot one, two eighty one, and then ran a four six seven forty yard dash with a ten yard split of one six four, which I just I just went to double check this. Uh, that's the fourth fastest ever for an interior defensive lineman. Yeah, I think I think you nailed it. The the height to me was the big thing here, right? You just. I think you can you can convince yourself that you can play a guy at defensive tackle at 284 or whatever it was that he weighed in. I think he could probably put on, you know, five pounds without. If he gets the 290, whatever, right? Exactly. Uh, but that six foot one, that that height element is a big deal, especially if you ever want to plan on using him, you know, inside outside. I, I think this is kind of more of the inverse you know, of what the Cowboys normally have, right? The the defensive end that can reduce down into tackle. This is a defensive tackle who can move out to defensive end. I think it takes some snaps there. I think him coming in, not only at six foot one, but like a like a full six foot one, like taller even than Aaron Donald, which I think to me was a lot of what people were pointing to before this was, well, he, will he even be as tall as Aaron Donald? Uh, and not, again, there's a lot of comparison going on with Aaron Donald. I think that's completely unfair to this player, but I, I do think that he is on that spectrum. So I think that that's why there's a lot of physical comparisons because he may not be that caliber of player, but I think he is that same type of player. Right. And we've seen, we've seen a lot of these guys that are similar size have success now. Like when you start talking about sub six foot defensive tackles, sub 290 pounds, that's where it gets a little wonky, but like, yeah. Ed Oliver is 6'1", 287. 
and didn't run this fast of a 40. And he's had a nice NFL career to tie this back to Buffalo. There you go, Buffalo fans. Hey, hey, Buffalo. Thanks for watching. For a few minutes, yeah. Uh, so I am interested. Now, I don't know I, I don't know what Dallas, the, their interest would be here. But at the same yeah. time, Dan Quinn had Grady Jarrett, who – I was going to say. Was it's, a, not, it's not uh, unreal, right? It's not unreal. And if the goal is to get somebody who can legitimately get to the quarterback at the def- defensive tackle position, this might be your guy. I, I would also say again, like I think the arm length thing is it could be a, a a barrier entry at some point. But I would agree. Uh, I do think that the fact that he can, you think, play both inside and outside. I think that again, that boosts his chance for the Cowboys because yeah. I think they love that sort of up and down the line versatility as we've seen, you know, the last two years. All right, let's continue to talk about some more guys that stood out to us during Thursday's uh, NFL Combine. Next, this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and the calories, then you've got to try Built Bar. Summer's coming up. We're all trying to get in a little bit better shape. Let Built Bar help you get there. They only have 130, sometimes 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, but only 4 grams of sugar. Absolutely phenomenal for your diet. Plus, they come in so many great flavors, including churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. Not sure how Built does it, but they've made the absolute best protein bar on the market. And now you don't even have to wait to get a box. You can, of course, always go to Built.com, order there. But if you live next to a Walmart, you can go to the pharmacy section, pick up a four-bar box of the cookies and cream, the double chocolate, or the coconut puffs. Or if you live close to a Sam's Club, like I do, you can run in real quick and get the 13-bar box of some of the hit flavors, including brownie batter and churro. Thank us later. Check out built.com for all of their latest flavors and the entire inventory over there. Bill Bar, going to help you get in shape for summer. Uh, looking forward to seeing you guys try your very first Bill Bar. All right, Lane, let's talk about some more winners from Thursday's combine. Uh, who, who impressed you? Uh, well, I, I don't know if we haven't had a chance to kind of discuss any of these linebackers yet. Um, so maybe we, sh- we should discuss sure. uh, the Iowa kid, Jack, uh, Jack Campbell. Cunningham? Uh, Campbell. Campbell, I always want to say yeah. Cam- Cunningham. He had an incredible uh, 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 combine. Uh, do you have the numbers right in front of you? I do. Uh, yeah, they let's, are let's hear absolutely ridiculous. Uh, yeah. So he came in at six foot five, two hundred and fifty pounds, four six five, forty yard dash with a one five nine ten yard split, which is absolutely elite. Thirty seven and a half inch vertical, ten eight broad jump. Here's the best one: six seven four three cone. That's ninety ninth percentile among linebackers. <laughs> Four two four twenty yard shuttle. That's in the ninetieth percentile among all linebackers. Six seven four three cone at six five. What'd you say? Two sixty five. Two fifty. That's good. <laughs> um, yeah. He can almost yeah. be a pass rusher with that with those numbers, yep. right? Yep. Um, I think. You know, who, who, let me ask you this: Reading those numbers, who does that remind you of? Leighton Vanderash. Leighton Vanderash. Yep. Completely. I mean, it's just like the 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 length, the yep. the height, the the weight. The speed combined with all those things, um, yeah, it's it's a pretty pretty easy comparison. Um, I, I definitely have. He's a guy that after his combine, uh, you know, I've watched a little bit of him through osmosis of watching a couple other Iowa players, so I've mm-hmm. noticed him. But I'm definitely planning on going back and do a, a nice heavy rewatch because uh, if he lasts until like something like the third or fourth round, which I I don't know if he will. No, there's but, no way. There's no way. Th- I think the key be interesting for the Cowboys. I don't know if the Cowboys would pull the trigger in the first two rounds on a guy like this, but he certainly is a an interesting talent to say the least. And it might depend, right? Like 
let's say Leighton Vander Esch gets more money than expected, and yeah. the Cowboys have to piece together the linebacker core, and all of a sudden, here's this six-five linebacker that can take on blocks available at pick fifty-seven or fifty-eight or wherever the Cowboys draft in the second round. And it's like, okay, I see it. Like he's a phenomenal athlete who. Uh, I think he won the the nation's top linebacker award this year. He was PFF's highest graded linebacker. Like not a lot of downside here. I think he's just going to be a good NFL player. Yeah. I, 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 you know, look, Iowa linebackers. I mean, you know, Iowa footballs, uh, football players in general, they, they are built in a, in a very positive manner. They're used to being hardly hard coached. They're used to, you know, committing and, and being dedicated you'd love to see linebackers come out of this kind of organization because you just know that they're going to be gritty uh, and with that level of athleticism as well i think that's the big Leighton van der Esch thing for me right is that van der Esch was this incredible athlete who tested incredibly well but he also was very old school in a lot of yep. ways as a linebacker so uh hopefully you might get something like that with jack campbell as well yeah and I, I think about like josie jewel who we talked about was that the 2018 draft I think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josie's Jewel had great tape, but was slow. I think he ran like a four eight, four six five at two fifty is not slow. Like That's not just, slow. No, and no. when you combine that with the explosiveness, like we're talking about a completely different level of prospects. So Jack Campbell, one of the big winners from Thursday, defensive ends. We should also just kind of briefly touch on yeah. these guys. I don't know how highly the Cowboys will draft a defensive end. They certainly will draft at least one, but. My goodness, this what a what an athletic class! It's unbelievable. I, I mean, all of our, you know, every. I, I remember a week ago somebody yelling at John Owning for always drafting Nolan Smith at twenty six. Yeah. yeah, and I think after we after last night we all saw exactly why John kept on drafting Nolan Smith at yep. twenty six. That guy is a freak of nature, and uh, and and I, I think my favorite part of yesterday, honest to God was watching the Georgia locker room, watch him run the 40. Did you see that video? I did. I did. That it was, was great. That was amazing. It was so much fun to see how hyped they were for that. So I yeah, also I liked mean, the video of him throwing his phone because he <laughs> ran a four, four, five and he was upset. It's like, come on. And then, man. And then later, then later he got told by one of the NFL.com, uh, uh, like on the field reporters that he had, had he actually run a four, three, nine and his like mood was completely different. He was like so pop and happy and like on the, he's like, yeah, that's four, three, nine. It's cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, and he wasn't alone. He's just obviously the guy that's kind of the crown jewel at this point as far as athletic testing that we saw yesterday. But there were several different guys, including this guy whose name we're going to butcher right now from Northwestern, uh, who's going by Tommy. And give me the last name, Marcus. At a Barway? At a Barway. I think that's right. Um, it's, he, you know, look, he was a really interesting player at, at – um, Northwestern. Yeah, Northwestern. I meant at Mobile. Um, Because you you watch him and he's very much kind of a, a, okay, he's the classic, what are we going to do with this guy, right? He's that 6'3", 280-pound guy who, well, he's he's not quite tall enough that you like him at the edge. He's not quite, uh, but he's too big to play, you know, not play defensive tackle. Um, So, uh, but look, I mean, this guy is a certified athletic freak. Um, and, and, and I think honestly that he's one of these guys that you could potentially play inside and outside. I think that he's, you know, especially after seeing how athletic he is, uh, having watched him at mobile a little bit, I, I do want to go, I have not watched a lick of tape of him, of him yet. So I want to go watch him Neither as well. I, to be honest, but yeah, but I, I do think that 
with that athleticism at that size and that kind of versatility, I mean, he was testing as an edge, not as a defensive tackle. So I, 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 I think that, you know, I think that the Cowboys probably would be interested here because yes. I, I, I yes. yeah, this more so than what we just talked about with uh, Kalijah Kansi is that, mm-hmm. you know, he, he is a, a, a tick better athlete overall i would say maybe not faster but he's a tick better athlete to play the position outside and inside uh and i think he probably is a little bit longer and stronger player that can yeah. hold up a little bit more inside so he's an interesting guy to watch Th- as well 34 in charge more yeah, yeah 34 in charge that's going to make a huge difference and i right. think that's a real big difference between him and Kansi, to be honest correct there's a four inch difference and like a 10 inch difference <laughs> in the wingspan right yeah um, that's big i i've been charting defensive tackles and edge rushers for a while. Uh, I mean, I've, I've got this database of like 500 names and put in all the, the numbers last night. And I try to sort it by, you know, guys over 270 pounds that run a four, sub four, six and had some of the other testing stuff. There is no close comps for Tommy from Northwestern. Mm. The closest comp that I found was Rashawn Gary, who was six, four. Yeah. Six, four, two But the difference was, is that, Tommy ran a whole tenth of a second faster than Rashawn Gary, despite being seven pounds heavier. That's crazy. And that's nuts. I, I saw you tweet that out, and it kind of like totally fired something in my brain. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, that makes that makes some sense because Gary, again, was this freak athlete. Like this guy that was, the, I'm pretty sure, number one on, the, on, on Bruce Feldman's freak yep. list the year yep. that he came out was just this like – generationally athletic guy yeah i mean it's, who, it's uh, true yeah well, I, i'm just gun shy from using the word generational at this point uh and, and 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 just you know really when he was coming out there teams didn't weren't exactly sure what to do with him right because he he seemed you know he didn't his tape didn't show you a ton as the kind of pass rusher like that you would see end up seeing what he does in green bay right but there was so it, it was just a lot of projection right I, I really like this comparison, I think, because I, I do think that it's it shows you it reminds me like, hey, we all were not exactly sure what to do with Rashawn Gary. We we all knew he was a football player and we all knew that he was extremely athletic. But sometimes uh, with these kind of players, it's OK to just trust the, that he's good on tape and he has athleticism. Get him in your system and figure out where to put him. Yep. And I will say, like, we've seen. Dan Quinn used like this four eye yeah. position where, yeah. hey, you're over 260 pounds. Let's you know put you in a different spot. Not really a, a traditional defensive tackle. Not really a defensive end, and just see if you can wreck some havoc, kind of shooting gaps and stuff. So maybe that's where he ends up. Maybe the Cowboys just take a you know chance on athleticism. Never going to be an issue for me. So no. uh, let's uh, let's talk about some players that maybe left us wanting a little bit more from the NFL combine next. All right, Landon, one of the parts of the combine that we don't like is some players that underperform or don't measure in quite as well as you, you hoped. Was there anybody from Thursday or Friday? We got some cornerback measurements today uh, that disappointed you a little bit. Actually, I mean, since we're going to open it up to today, I will say the Kiki uh, Ringo, Keely Ringo uh, arm length measurement is surprising. You know, yeah. I think he ended yeah. up measuring under 32 inches, which is below the threshold for the Cowboys, which is that's surprising, you know, because I, I it felt like just watching him. He looks so much like what you would expect a Dan Quinn corner to look like. Yep. 
Um, and, and I know that I just kind of reached over a whole bunch of defensive linemen and defensive ends and linebackers. No, but it's true. It's, that's the but, position that we've been talking about the most is corner. Yeah, and, and, and I think because of the, the, you know, the concentration there and, and the, the focus there, uh, and it's just I, I, I guess when I'm disappointed in measurement stuff, it's because I feel certain that this just by watching them on tape that this person is this right. Like I yeah. feel certain just watching him that this person is at least six feet tall. I feel yeah. certain watching this corner. He's got at least 32 inch arms. And, and I, I think for for me, you know, Ringo is one of these situations where I felt like he is going to test incredibly and he will like, we'll, we'll see it today. I'm sure he's going to run like crazy. He's, he's probably going to jump like nuts too. I think that the, the, the issue is I expected him to kind of fall to the Cowboys a little bit because his skill set only seems to match or match very much a kind of siloed cover three, cover one mm-hmm. defense. So mm-hmm. I, I thought the Cowboys might have, if he's got sub 32 inch arms, I mean, even with that athleticism, I have to think the appeal is down a little bit, you know, I, I, I don't I know. I, I didn't love his tape enough to uh, break my thresholds to accommodate him, you know, coming onto the team. So uh, that one was, that one was a little bit disappointing. I'll give you another one. Brian branch, the safety slash corner from Alabama. There's been some rumors that he's going to test with the cornerbacks this week, but he's really like one of these slot corners, but also kind of hybrid safeties. Came in at 190 pounds with 30-inch arms and a 75-inch wingspan. That would be the lightest safety to be drafted in the top 100 in NFL history. Um, it's one of the smallest arm lengths that you'll see for a safety in NFL history. And if he's going to be a corner, like a slot corner, that's still really small. So Brian Branch's tape is awesome, but he's just a lot smaller than I think a lot of people expected. I think for me, if I was a non-Cowboys team, I would just branch would be one of these guys that I would just look past the number. Hope somebody else drafts, right? Well, no, I actually like him a lot. Cause I, I think that he, look, I, I actually think that just, just again, haven't studied him exclusively, but I have watched enough Alabama tape and seen that dude around the football enough to know that. I think that there is a, there's an overthinking element that might happen with this player. Okay. I understand. I understand, you know, threshold. You're basically, you're saying like, he's Tyron Matthew, right? Like it doesn't yes. matter. With the sizes, yes. That, he's such that a good we shouldn't don't make the Tyron Matthew mistake again. Uh, you okay. know, and I think we're going to have a similar conversation at some point, probably again with Jackson Smith and, and Jigba, I think, you know, if, if he runs slower than we anticipate at his pro day, it sounds like he's not actually going to run uh, today um, or, or I'm sorry, this, this week. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't sound like he's gonna run his pro day. Kind of hurt. You think, oh, you, oh, you think he's gonna pull one of those? I'll run in my pro day, and then he won't run in his pro yes. day. E- even if that's the case, again, don't overthink this. Like there are some players in these drafts that I think are just such good football players that I'm, and I know that this is something that's terrible to say, but I think there is a certain class of player you you find them one or two every draft class that I am willing to just ignore thresholds because I fair. know that they're good football players. Um, the only other one that really was disappointing for me yesterday was Siaki, the defensive tackle from Baylor. Mm. Listen, I when you're drafting a 335-pound defensive tackle, I, I know you're not going to test well. Like, that part of it's not surprising. But what I would like to see is, like, surprising athleticism. Like, oh, you ran a 5-1 at 330. They're like, that's good. Like, I'm not expecting you to run a 4-7 like Jordan Davis did. But he ran a 5-4. 40 yeah. yard dash. He had a one nine, 10 yard split, 
a seven, eight, three cone, a five second, 20 yard shuttle. Like if I'm drafting a nose tackle inside the top 50, I just want to be pleasantly surprised by his athleticism. Like we just didn't see that yesterday. Yeah. I don't know that it's going to be a huge knock against no, him, but no. he had an opportunity to actually inc- improve his draft stock a lot. Uh, and that, and that opportunity didn't kind of fizzle out for him. Exactly. So overall, nothing, I don't think anything was too shockingly bad on the negative <laughs> yeah. side for anybody, but was a lot of guys that I thought improved their stock. Yeah, I think, you know, even the guys who, who performed really well, it was kind of expected. I mean, I don't think anybody – I mean, I think the numbers were shocking for Nolan Smith, but I don't think the fact that Nolan Smith blew up the combine is surprising, right? Yeah, so, exactly. I, I think that's the thing, right, is that the guys who you expected to perform well certainly did. The guys who you ex- weren't sure whether they're going to perform well performed fine. Most and of then them there's did, like yeah. then there's like three or four people who – you know, oh, that's a little disappointing. So, exactly. you know, I, like there's just not a lot of like I, I remember some combines we've walked away uh, uh, from a day of practice and we're just like, I just knocked like five guys I had in my top 50 all the way out. And, and I don't think that we necessarily saw that yesterday. No. Maybe we will today. Yeah. Cornerback today is uh, cornerbacks and safety. This is one of the more important days because. Yeah. Big movement. 40. I mean, if you if you're a corner and you run a four, four flat, fantastic. But if you run a four five, eight. All of a sudden, it's we're having a conversation. So today is a very important day. We will be back on Monday to talk about what happened today, what happened with the wide receivers, because we're certainly going to be watching that, watching the tight ends and obviously the offensive linemen. So make sure you guys tune in for that. We want to thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen every day. Now make your second listen to Locked On NFL Draft Show. Damian Parsons and Keith Sanchez provide in-depth coverage of the biggest NFL draft prospects with deep dives into the sleepers and hidden gems that can change your favorite NFL franchise. Find Locked On NFL Draft wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, Go check out the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Also, go listen to us on YouTube. Go follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy the combine, and we'll see you guys right back here on Monday.